Well, hello there. Time again for the Florida Roundtable. I'm your host, Melissa Fox, and we've got a full show packed with information for you. We've got invasive pests. It's that time of year to go out and squash a lot of things. We'll tell you what. And Pretty Stoned, it's a new movie on MTV. We've got the star of the show stopping by. And finally, climate change. It's affecting the Gulf Coast fisheries. We'll have details on that, too. All right, so y'all need to stay tuned. It's coming up next, the Florida Roundtable on the Florida Talk and Entertainment Network. Living with a body of water right outside your home sounds delightful. Until these boogers start showing up. Mosquitoes aren't just annoying. They can carry deadly diseases like Zika and West Nile virus. But with Summit Mosquito Dunks, you can have your pond without all the worry. Simply drop a Summit Mosquito Dunk into standing water and kill mosquito larvae for 30 days or longer. Mosquito Dunks are harmless to people, pets, fish, and wildlife. So it's just that that stop hanging around. Visit SummitResponsibleSolutions.com. If you're a diabetic, we have great news. You can end the painful finger sticks with a new CGM. Plus, they may be covered by Medicare, Medicaid, or private insurance. If you test and inject daily, you may qualify. Call U.S. Med now to learn more. 800-513-1652. 800-513-1652. That's 800-513-1652. Ever want to accessorize your tactical rifle? Then you want the tactical excellence of GunTech USA. GunTech, a family-owned and operated manufacturer of tactical accessories for AR-15, AR-10, and AK-47 style rifles. For nearly three decades, GunTech USA has been producing the finest quality pistol grips, rail systems, scope mounts, slings, compensators, flash hiders, hand guards, iron sights, and more. Check online at GunTechUSA.com to see their vast selection of parts and accessories and to locate a dealer near you. Whether you do your own gunsmithing or you have it done, when customizing your tactical rifle, insist on tactical excellence. Insist on GunTech USA parts. GunTech, a proud supporter of the Second Amendment and friends of Arms Room Radio. Check them out online today at GunTechUSA.com. That's G-U-N-T-E-C-U-S-A.com. GunTech USA. Defining tactical excellence for over 26 years. It's the Florida Roundtable, and this time we're going to talk to the daughter of a celebrity who's a celebrity all herself and a comedian, too. Funny girl. It's all good, though. I'm going to tell you all about this new show that she's involved with called... Ah, we'll get to it in a second. MTV's original new movie, and all ready to go, the female lead stoner. (laughs) Here's Sky Townsend. Welcome to the show, Sky. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. <laughs> She's laughing at my stupid intro. I know it. I just know it. All right. Now, I'm a, I'm a big fan of stoner movies. Um, you know, like, uh, what's that one? Days and Confused is a great one. Of course, the uh, the one with F-U, 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 the one. You know the one. Uh, anyway, so what made you decide to do a stoner movie? You know, for me, it, it, 
it's beyond it being a stoner film. It was a character challenge for me getting to come in and, um, you know, completely switch the way I hold my face and hold my mouth and my voice. And, uh, you know, it just it allowed us all to play in a really fun way. And I think as comedians, all you look for is spaces that allow you to be as free as you want to be. So the director was really amazing, Jonathan Hawk. He let us do whatever we wanted. And uh, I think that's what made the project so fun is we all got to stretch really, really big. Yeah. So it's a stretch to be a stoner for you guys. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> yes, I'm an angel. That's what I'm saying. Okay, just wondering, you know, because I remember back in the day when your daddy was on the stage talking about you guys. So you never know what's going on there, but she is the daughter. How many uh, siblings do you have, Sky? One of four. There's four towns and kids. Oh, my God. Watch out, world. <laughs> They're coming. So you, um, it's a sky-high movie, but it's pretty stone. Emphasis on pretty, correct? We've got a female-led cast. Oh, you tell us. Why don't you tell us, Guy? Yes, it's no. It's an all-female-led cast. Um, the the film follows two uh, girls that do not get along in a work setting, and they end up having to work together because they lose twenty thousand dollars worth of weed. And uh, I play the middle woman in the film. I'm a kooky hippie who is just all over the place and means well, but clearly is not well. And so uh, everybody was a lot of fun, showed up to work and was was open-minded. We got to know each other. We would hang out on the weekends. And so I hope that everybody really sees the chemistry we have in real life. If you're just tuning in, we're talking about the new movie from MTV, all original. It's called Pretty Stone. Sky Townsend is part of this female-led stoner comedy. And I'm just wondering a lot of things about this movie. You guys filmed it in Atlanta. How was that? Oh, my gosh. It was so great. I I had never shot in Atlanta before. I'd shot in Augusta. But Atlanta was just, we had so much fun. Um, It was amazing, too, because, you know, you have this mini life for a month, right? Like, you're living in a, a new place. You're driving a new car. You're on new roads. And so it's really fun because we all just look at it as an adventure. And when it was all over, we were definitely sad, but we partied hard. So we've been talking with Sky Townsend. Sounds like a fun movie. Pretty stoned. Check it out on MTV, and you're going to love it. Thanks for being with us today, Sky. We really appreciate you sharing your time with us. You're listening to the Florida Roundtable on the Florida Talk and Entertainment Network. Hey there, Florida Roundtable, Melissa Fox, and wow, we've got some issues going on. Apparently, climate change is stressing fisheries across the Gulf Coast. The number is increased, the severity of red tides is impacting the popular fish population, and for that matter, the fishermen. Commercial shrimp, oyster, and crab fisheries are suffering. With that in mind, Chris Free is with us today, a fishery research scientist at the University of California, Santa Barbara, and he's worked with the EDF to study the management rules for 500 U.S. fisheries. And he's developed recommendations that will help to build climate resistance. So, Chris, tell us what the deal is. There's no one-size-fits-all solution for creating climate-resilient fisheries. But there are things we can do now that will make a difference in the short and long term. Here's Scott Hickman to join us. Now, he is a guide fisherman from Galveston, Texas. And what have you been seeing lately, uh, Scott? I've seen entire stocks shipped out of the Gulf of Mexico. We used to catch 200 plus cobia a season. Last year, it was only 12. But up in New Jersey, a friend pulled in over 80. There is no denying we are feeling the impact of climate change. 
Well, thanks, guys. For more information, visit fisheriesolutionscenter.edf.org. This boating season, the Florida Fish and Wildlife Conservation Commission wants to remind you to wear your life jacket. You make a difference in the life of your family. As a parent, it's your job to keep your kids safe and be there for them. You do it at home, at school, and you need to do it on the water as well. Always wear your life jacket and have your children wear theirs too. It's a basic step that saves lives. Life jackets save lives. Wear it, Florida. Visit myfwc.com for more information. That's myfwc.com. I'm back. And look at all the fresh from Florida produce I brought home. You have heard of fresh from Florida, right? (laughs) Fresh I have. (laughs) That's refreshing to hear. Fresh from Florida produce is fresh as fresh can get. And if we're going to freshen up daily meals, it's refreshing to know that locally grown fresh from Florida produce is available year round. Well, that's a breath of fresh air. Got anything else? I'm fresh out. Look for Fresh from Florida where you shop. Learn more at followfreshfromflorida.com. Hello, I'm Hector Elizondo, Emmy Award-winning actor, and I want to talk to you about getting older. My body hurts, my joints ache, and sometimes I forget. I forget that doing all your own scenes for a movie isn't always the best decision, especially when you're galloping side saddle down a countryside road on a horse named Archie Bello who seems to have only one speed, high. And pulling on his reins only seems to encourage him to go even faster. So, of course, my body hurts and my joints ache, but it's not because of my age. It's because I'm living my life. Oh, Archibello! Don't let life pass you by. Take care of your brain health. It may just help you stay on top of your game. As soon as this scene wraps, I'm going to kiss the ground, thank Archibello for his outstanding performance, feed him a carrot... And visit BrainHealth.gov. Find out how you can make the most of your brain as you age at BrainHealth.gov. It's the Florida Roundtable. And you know how so many people love to come down here to Florida? Well, we Floridians like to go somewhere else as well. And with that in mind, um, this is awesome. A recreational vehicle or an RV, what a great idea. But, oh! Where do we go? How do we, what's the best spot? Why? Um, well, we'll find out right now. The book is called USA RV Adventures, and I'm a real big fan. We've got, uh, who the heck is with us today? Is it Bonnie or Bonnie Sinclair? Bonnie Sinclair, yes. Perfect. Do you do a lot of uh, of RV traveling with your hubby, though, Grant? Yes, my husband, Grant, and I, we travel as much as we can. Perfect. Not full-time yet, but it, we travel as much as we can. Now, the new guidebook it has 25 epic adventures routes, if you will, and hundreds of things to do along the way. I mean, this is one of the best travel guides I've ever seen. Plus, it's got lots of pictures and, and diagrams of that, of the mapping area, the camping grounds, etc. So tell me, first and foremost, uh, why the... RVs are, are kind of picking up in, in the whole deal. Why, why are folks now looking for a little bit of this, that, and the other? Well, I think it's just, you know, a way to get outside, a way to explore, and you don't have to move from hotel room to hotel room. You've got all of your stuff right there with you everywhere you go. You're sleeping in your own bed every single night. Um, and then you're getting outside, right? And you're seeing all of the great places across the country and just enjoying the fresh air. Wow. It does sound like fun. I immediately, as soon as I got it, I was like, oh, 
look at this book. Again, it's called USA RV Adventures, and it's a new guidebook. There's 25 exceptional routes, and my friend uh, was right there at the time when I opened up the book, and she is a big RV person. They throw the whole family in and take off for a couple of weeks. She was impressed. She's oh Wonderful. my goodness. Yeah, I never even knew this was here. We're going there. We're going here. I was like, all right, then. So I gave her the book. Awesome. I gave her the book. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> Had to be done. So let's talk about uh, what first and foremost made you put the book together. Well, we just wanted to share the awesome places that we've seen with everybody else. Um, and we know how overwhelming it can be to plan a trip, um, especially, you know, we tend to go out for six or seven weeks at a time over the summer. And we know that, you know, filling up that much time in lots of different places is not easy. So we wanted to give that inspiration and, and as much detail as we could to somebody that wanted to do that but didn't know where to start. What a great idea. So tell me some of the top 10 experiences out there, maybe even the best trips according to the season, which down here right now is working its way into fire. We have one more season of the year. That's hurricane. Uh, but anyway, right. <laughs> let's talk about the 10 experiences that people really should think about going to. Well, there's, you know, there's really just about anything you want to do. If you want mountains, you could, you know, uh, we've got a route that goes through the Blue Ridge Mountains from uh, Great Smoky Mountains up to Shenandoah. If you're looking for, you know, that western expanse, we've got lots of routes out west that take you through some of the, the biggest national parks, Yellowstone, Yosemite, Grand Canyon. Um, we've got routes that are a little smaller through um, the uh, the extraterrestrial highway in southern Nevada. So, you know, there's really just about anything. And, you know, we love them all for different reasons, right? It's, it's hard to pick a favorite because every place you go has something special about it. Wow. Yeah, I look at the Florida and the south version. You've, of course, got the Blue Ridge Parkway, the Keys, which is an adventure all in its own for even us Floridians, Nashville yes. to New Orleans. Now, that sounds like a heck of a run. That really is. We did that one, um, and we actually did that one without our RV. We've done parts of it with the RV, parts without the RV. Mm -hmm. um, and it, you know, driving the Natchez Trace Parkway down from Nashville down um, to Natchez really is just a great experience and tons of places to see along the way. Nashville is great. You know, the, the route takes a side trip over to Memphis, which is just an amazing city. Mm -hmm. And, you know, of course, New Orleans. You can't go wrong. With New Orleans um, and there's just so much fun in that area yeah it sounds like it we're talking to Bonnie Sinclair and she's an author but I'm assuming you are traveling all the time or at least a good portion of the year as much as we can uh, Grant and I are both full-time teachers actually oh. um, and so we travel mostly in the summer but our, our school calendar does allow for a few more breaks throughout the school year than some traditional calendars so we uh, any chance we get we hit the road and go out and explore all right i want to go to area 51 is there a route <laughs> yes actually what? The, uh, the extraterrestrial highway takes you right by there 
Um, so yes, that is our route. Um, I think it's called the ex- yeah Nevada and the Extraterrestrial Highway. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now you can't really go right to Area 51, yeah. but you can go past it. <laughs> yeah, there's the fence. Yeah. Exactly. All right. So let's talk about some of the things that I've noticed lately. First and foremost, people over 50, retirement folks, are taking more vacations. Uh, if they're out there right now listening, how would you convince them, don't fly, you want to see the world? So tell me what's the deal. How would you pitch that? Oh, gosh. it You know, it really is, when you're in an RV, it's not about just the destination, but it's about the journey and all of the unexpected things that you find along the way. And there have been times that, you know, we're, we're driving to somewhere and we find something else great along the way, whether that's just because we happen to drive past it and say, hey, there's the big ball of twine uh. that we didn't know was there. <laughs> or, you know, you're trying to find a place to stay for a night and you realize that, oh, my God this city is amazing. We should stay an extra couple of days and, and explore, you know, the city along the way. So it, you know, it just allows you to see more and do more. I agree. Um, flying, especially cross country or whatever, you just don't get that flavor at all. You really don't. So we're talking with Bonnie Sinclair. I want you to go out and get the new book, even if you're not really a recreational vehicle kind of person. Like, like she just said, Bonnie said, you know, it's a time for you to kind of bond and yeah. create new memories and, and, you know, just explore. By the way, I wanted to ask you, what was one of your favorite, the uh, can't miss situations? Uh, we honestly, my favorite place to go ever is Yellowstone National Park because you just never know what you're going to see with the wildlife. Um, and then you've got the geysers and the mountains and the lakes, and there's just a little bit of everything. And we've had some great experiences in Yellowstone watching the wildlife and just those unexpected things that, that you really couldn't predict. So I've just rented a big RV. What do I need to take with me? Oh, gosh. Well, pretty much anything that you would want to have in your house or in your car, because it really is a good combination. Um, so that can can seem a little overwhelming, but you know you do have all of the comforts of home. So anything that you would want to be comfortable while at home, you're going to want in your RV. But again, it's it's a vehicle, and things can go wrong. Just you know, oh, yeah. like vehicles do, flat tires and and whatnot. So you know you have to have kind of all of the tools to. To fix anything that happens in a house or in a car and anything you would want to be comfortable in either one. Now, I have a question about the cabinetry. How does that stuff stay closed? Because every movie I've ever seen, the cabinets are always flopping around. I mean, seriously, how can I cook if somebody's driving and they're hitting potholes? You know, those are the kind of things well, I think about. Well, you wouldn't be cooking while driving. Oh, okay. That's the first thing. Um, You do have to, you know, you should be seated while you're driving. Um, And even in an RV, you really should be wearing a Mm -hmm. seatbelt. But, the, you know, everything is just built so that they have actual, like, hooks. So, yeah, almost kind of not really baby-proof, but but kind of that that nature where, you know, things actually hook in and, and, you know, close as opposed to your cabinets at home that just – you know, closed. There's no latch or anything. Um, but even with the latches and things that should remain closed, we sometimes it happens that something opens up while you're driving. Like you said, when you hit a big pothole and, uh, you know, we've had things from just a random door being open that wasn't a big deal <laughs> to 
things that have pretty much broken because of oh. bad roads oh. and it happens you just it's part of it so. wow okay so uh i am connected to the internet 24 hours a day it's kind of part of my job uh how yeah. would i get internet and you know an rv that's ready for me to go you said i need the comforts of home i can work from right. home so talk to me right um so internet is one thing that can be hit or miss when rving uh, many campgrounds do have wi-fi which can be fabulous or can be absolutely worthless um <laughs> so that that is hit or miss and if that's something that's important you do have to do some research there are some satellite internet options out there um, if somebody wants that we personally have never gone that route or haven't gone that route yet um, so I don't know too many details about it myself but I know it's out there so if you need to be connected there are ways to be connected we're talking about the book USA RV adventures is a new guidebook 25 epic routes in there hundreds of things to do as well and see and this book itself, again, campgrounds are set out, uh, the, the routes are in there, beautiful pictures of the areas and such. Pretty much it's a picture book. I love it, though. It is. Well, it's true. You. And you even talk about uh, pets. How pet-friendly are most of these campgrounds that we would land at? The campgrounds themselves generally are pet friendly. Um, every once in a while, you'll find a campground that restricts pets or certain breeds of dogs. Um, but for the most part, that, that's not a problem. Sometimes, you know, taking your, your dog in particular out on a trail somewhere, um, that is not always possible. So you do have to think about if you're going to leave your dog behind, how do you make sure that they are safe and secure in your camper with food and, you know, the just temperature, right? Not too hot, not too cold. Um, so that is something to consider. But for the most part, it's fairly easy to travel with a pet. And we traveled with a cat for several years. Oh, a cat. Wow, that can go yeah. sideways. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So taking an RV or a recreational vehicle out on the road, it's a transformative experience. And literally, there's nothing else like it. Now, you mentioned again in the book, driving directions, attractions, restaurants, basically anything you could want to make an on-the-road experience just a little better. How is the book being received, Bonnie? I hope well. The feedback we've gotten so far has been good. So Perfect. It, it's always hard to know, but so far the feedback is good. Where can we get more information or pick up the book for that matter? You can buy the book pretty much anywhere books are sold, um, whether that's a, a physical store or an online retailer. If they sell books, you could probably find it there. And then our website is wanderfilledlife.com, and we cover many of the routes and destinations that are included in the book, along with other places that are not in the book. Perfect. Bonnie Sinclair, thank you for joining us today. Thank you for having me. It was a pleasure talking with you. I'm back. And look at all the fresh from Florida produce I brought home. You have heard of fresh from Florida, right? <laughs> fresh I have. That's refreshing to hear. Fresh from Florida produce is fresh as fresh can get. And if we're going to freshen up daily meals, it's refreshing to know that locally grown fresh from Florida produce is available year round. Well, that's a breath of fresh air. Got anything else? Oh, I'm fresh out. Look for fresh from Florida where you shop. Learn more at followfreshfromflorida.com. 
Looking for cheap flights or cheap tickets? Call the low-cost airline travel hotline now for prices so low we can't publish them anywhere. We'll even save you money with cheap travel deals on hotels, rental cars, even complete travel packages. Call us first for the absolute cheapest prices on U.S. and international airline tickets and hotels. 802-341-4542. 802-341-4542. That's 802-341-4542. Hi, I'm Johnny Erickson Tata. Growing up with a brother with autism, Sarah Kronk witnessed firsthand how kids with disabilities felt left out by their peers. It's why at the age of 15, Sarah approached her cheerleading coach with an idea to include girls with disabilities on her school's cheer team. Well, what started out as an inclusive high school cheer team in a small town in Iowa has led to what is now known as Sparkle Effect, a thriving nonprofit with over 180 cheer teams across the United States, bringing students with and without disabilities together through cheerleading. The result, more confidence, higher grades, and better school attendance for kids with disabilities. And for those without a disability, new friends and a greater empathy. You wanna learn more? Well, visit disabilitycampaign.org, where we have posted a link to the fabulous work known as the Sparkle Effect. We're here early before they wake up. We stay late. We stay informed. We invest in the latest technology. We take the time to train the next generation of doctors and nurses. We work together to make sure we heal their bodies and their minds. We do this not because it's our job, but because this is about our veterans' lives. This is our mission. More than 300,000 of us working as one, together with families and loved ones. No matter where they live in this country, we'll be there. We all come together and stand together to serve our veterans. We stand strong, united. Stand with us in caring for our veterans. Imagine. Imagine being denied an apartment because of your religion, or your race, or because you have children, or a disability. It's so wrong. Yes, but who has the power to stop this? You do. Each of us has the power. The law is on your side. It's illegal for landlords to discriminate because of race, color, religion, sex, national origin, disability, or familial status. If you suspect that you have experienced housing discrimination, File a complaint with HUD immediately so we can investigate it. Fair housing is your right. Use it. To learn more, visit HUD.gov slash fair housing. That's HUD.gov slash fair housing. Or call 1-800-669-9777. 1-800-669-9777. A public service message from HUD in partnership with the National Fair Housing Alliance. It's the Florida Roundtable, and, well, you know, the U.S. Department of Agriculture, or the USDA, the Animal and Plant Health Inspection Service, or APHIS, is available today to talk to us about protecting our plants, as well as we're going to highlight the invasive pests 
that are causing damage here in our state and keep it from spreading. With that in mind, let's introduce our guest, Catherine Bronsky, the National Policy Manager with the U.S. Department of Agriculture. How you doing? Thanks so much for having me on your show today to talk about Invasive Plant Pests and Disease Awareness Month and why it matters in Florida and more widely across the country. Yeah, you know what? I've been seeing uh, things on the social media from my Florida friends about these. uh, They look like sort of crickets, but they're a little bit armored, very black, and they're just invading people's backyards. What do we do about them and what the heck are they called? Oh, no. I haven't heard about armored crickets, but I know in Florida, we're definitely on the lookout for a few pests that attack agriculture and natural resources. The Asian citrus psyllid comes to mind. This is a very tiny insect that attacks citrus plants and citrus plant relatives. And we recommend that residents do not transport backyard citrus, homegrown citrus, or even the plants out of the area because this pest transmits a disease called citrus screening. Now, this is incurable. Uh, once it's infected, it cannot be cured. It makes the fruit very green, misshapen, unsuitable for eating or even to sell. You can't make juice out of it. Uh, and it's a really significant pest for a lot of our citrus-producing areas. So that may be one that you're thinking of. It's not black. It's very tiny and kind of green, but <laughs> it is a, an important hungry pest to be on the lookout for. Make sure not to spread to new areas. Ew. So I'm actually seeing some sort of weird crickety worm thing, um, and they come in the dozens. Like, from what I'm told, you have to kill them around here. Just squish them as quickly as possible. Is that a good oh, recommendation? Yes. Have- <laughs> yeah, okay. That is a good I would say so, yeah. For some of the pests that we have, like the spotted lanternfly, which is more in the Pennsylvania area, we do encourage people within the areas that it's um, highly invasive, and we know we have a quarantine with the state there to squish them on site. But some of those pests, as they're moving to new areas, we might not know where they exist yet. It's actually really important to be on the lookout and report them. These pests are highly damaging invasive insects and diseases that really threaten our food supply, our environment, and the economy. And all of these types of invasive insects and plant diseases cost the U.S. an estimated $40 billion each year in damages to crops, trees, and other plants. They often arrive here with few or no natural predators that could help to control them naturally, so there's not much to keep their population in check, and they can spread to new environments quickly. That's done a lot of times with the help of people, unfortunately. Mm. These hungry pests are great, great hitchhikers. People accidentally spread them to new areas by traveling with them. Or if they take a ride on your plants, your fruit, your outdoor items, firewood, anything that may be outside. Oh, that sounds great. Um, So (laughs) what are we checking our trees for? Uh, I know there's an invasive pest that sort of come around in April. You know, April showers bring May flowers. So what are we looking for in this period? Great question. Yeah, April is a good time to start looking for these hungry pests. Uh, Many pests start to emerge this time of year and may be easier to spot. Um, I know in your area in Florida, we're definitely on the lookout for uh, giant African snails. These snails feed on 
more than 500 types of plants. And if fruits and vegetables are not available, they'll even attack your ornamental plants. They eat tree bark. And we've seen them eat paint and stucco on houses. Ah. It's incredible, these hungry pests. They carry it with it a parasitic nematode that can lead to meningitis in humans. So please do not touch giant African snail if you happen to see it. But um, another one to be on the lookout for if you happen to see snails of unusual size uh, reported. And you can see more pictures of this if you go to our website, hungrypests.com. It includes lots of great pictures of all these hungry pests, what the damage is that they cause to agriculture, natural resources, so what to be on the lookout for. And a really good way to report if you happen to see any sightings like this giant African snail, just go to hungrypest.com, click on pest tracker, and there's a find or report pest by state or region. And in this case, uh, we've been working with the Florida Department of Agriculture and Consumer Services to um, be on the lookout for giant African snail. There was a new detection in Newport Ritchie in the area of Pasco County. Mm -hmm. And in June 22, so last year, the Florida Department of Ag did put in place a quarantine to help to eradicate this from the area. We're talking with Catherine Bronski, USDA National Policy Manager, and she also works for Plant Protection and the Quarantine Program. I found out the name quickly of the uh, the uh, tor- terrible parasite that was in my backyard. Lubber grasshoppers. Lubber. Ah, uh, oh, interesting. Grasshoppers are uh, sometimes native and can be a pest even if they're native and sometimes invasive as well. So, yeah, it's a great time, like you mentioned, to get outdoors, get in your garden, walk around your neighborhood, be on the lookout for these types of pests and diseases in your community. If you happen to see something suspicious like that, anything unusual in your plants and trees, your garden, definitely report it because your local agricultural official will be able to tell you a lot more information of whether this is a pest that we're concerned about, on the lookout for, and we really want to control, eradicate, or make sure not to spread it to new areas. Uh, See, we have another program that runs on our Florida News Network along with mine. It's called Better Lawns and Gardens, and the host, Teresa Watkins, she told me immediately when I sent her the picture, she said, Oh, no, kill them all. These are lubber grasshoppers that I've been talking about. They devour everything. So literally, I was out smashing in my yard for about a half hour to an hour. Just they were everywhere. So those invasive. <laughs> Good job. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I had to soon. I was like, whoop, whoop. <laughs> but what kind of damage can these invasive pests have? I mean, over the years, historically, what has happened? Yeah, so these pests, not only do they destroy our agriculture, impact our natural resources, um, but they can spread to new areas, which is the, the worst problem that, you know, now it can be even get getting to new areas in the United States. Um, another one that we're on the lookout for in Florida is the imported fire ant. This pest attacks corn, soybean, okra, citrus, and other crops. It's a large nest can be located in fields that interfere with and damage equipment during cultivation and harvesting. And another one that can be a pest to humans as well, they can inflict painful stings. Um, But you really want to make sure for this one not to move around soil. They can hitchhike on soil, plants, and farm equipment. So again, really important to not move plants, uh, don't move soil, and to make sure to inspect your gear and anything that could touch dirt, uh, travel soil-free. And that'll help to prevent that spread to new areas. So you 
just mentioned that if I'm moving from, say, Florida, which would not happen, over to, I don't know, the Midwest <laughs> somewhere, how, how do I pre- uh, prevent these, these hitchhiking pests from tagging along? Do I say, look at them and go, you can't go? You're not allowed? I mean, yeah. how does that work? <laughs> Unfortunately, people can accidentally spread these hungry pests by way of items they move, such as untreated firewood, outdoor gear that may be hiding egg masses or soil. So, yeah, it's a great idea to take a look at anything that you may be bringing with you, whether you're taking a trip or even moving, like you said, to a new household. Make sure you don't bring these invasive pests with you. You can... Uh, if for firewood, specifically in areas where we have spongy moss, make sure to not take firewood with you that is untreated. You don't want to travel long distances. With untreated firewood, instead, you can buy certified heat-treated firewood, and uh, that would make sure that any pests that happen to be within the firewood that you're you know, moving to, you're not likely to spread it once they emerge from the firewood and get into new areas. And other ways uh, is really important, especially for people in Florida when returning from, say, international travel, make sure to always declare food and plants and other agricultural items to U.S. Customs and Border Protection, and that way you can make sure you're not bringing in pests from other areas. And when buying seeds or plants, make sure to source them responsibly. It is really up to the buyer, the person who's purchasing these, even if it's from an online retailer, to make sure that they have the appropriate paperwork indicating they are pest-free. Not all online retailers have uh, made sure that they're bringing in a appropriate plant material that's gone through all the right certification. Uh, So don't assume that the plant is okay to enter. Uh, Make sure to talk with your agricultural official locally. You can visit HungryPest.com for more contact information there. That's perfect. I was just going to ask you, what if we do find these pests boring holes in our trees and damaging my crops, our crops? How do we report these things? Yes, thanks so much for asking because the actions we take in our own backyard can really help to protect these vital resources that we have in the U.S. So we encourage everyone to learn more about how to recognize and report signs of invasive hungry pests going to hungrypest.com. You can also follow the conversation on our social media handles through Hungry Pests on Facebook and Twitter. Uh, but hungrypest.com is a great resource. It has lots of pictures. You can find out more about these different pests, of where they're located, what to do to prevent them, and how to report. So just go to hungrypest.com, click on Pest Tracker, and go to Find or Report Pests by State or Region to get your local agricultural officials' contact information. Oh, fantastic. Thanks for letting us know about all these invasive pests and plant problems. So, uh, Catherine Bronsky has been with us, the USDA APHIS program. Thank you so much for letting us know what we need to watch out for this spring right here in Florida. Thank you so much. It was a pleasure talking with you today. Ah, you got it. This is the Florida Roundtable on the Florida Talk and Entertainment Network. This Father's Day, find the perfect gift for the dad who loves the perfect yard. From steel chainsaws and blowers to trimmers and edgers, you'll find gas-powered tools that dad is sure to love. Visit your local steel dealer and save $30 on the FS56 RCE trimmer. Real steel. Find yours at steeldealers.com. Offer valid for a limited time at participating dealers while supplies last. Hey, shoppers. This is your local farmer letting you know that Florida watermelon is in season and available in the produce section right now. Whoa! Hey, careful now. 
there's plenty of juicy watermelon and other tasty Florida-grown produce for everyone. I mean, all you have to do is ask for Fresh from Florida or look for the sunny Fresh from Florida logo while you shop. We're going to need a lot more help at checkout. David was in big trouble with the IRS. At first, I didn't owe that much, but after this year, it was out of control. Then David called Get a Tax Lawyer. Right away, they were like, oh yeah, looks like you're qualified to save Get a Tax Lawyer went to work. <laughs> Should have called way sooner. Get a Tax Lawyer has helped thousands like David fight the IRS and get a fresh start. Call 800-786-9014. That's 800-786-9014. Before we left the hospital, my daughter received her newborn hearing screening. It only took a couple of minutes, and it was a painless test. When our son was born, the doctors tested his heart and found out his blood oxygen levels were low. As a dad, nothing is more important than your child's health. It was that initial screening that led to her early identification of hearing loss. And as a result, we found out about our baby's rare condition, which allowed us to review treatment options quickly. Go to floridanewbornscreening.com to learn more. It's the Florida Roundtable. Welcome back. I am Melissa Fox, and did you know that April is National Volunteer Month? Oh, yeah. National Volunteer Week has just passed us. Always a great time to consider volunteer opportunities. Help support your veterans in the community. This is according to Disabled American Veterans, and with that in mind, we've got U.S. Marine Corps Veteran... DAV National Voluntary Service Director. Wow, I could just keep going on, huh? John uh, Kleindienst is with us. Is that correct? That's right. Thanks for having me on the show today. Oh, heck yeah. So National Volunteer Month. Now, we've been doing this for a while. Um, what kind of services does the Disabled American Veterans provide for us veterans? DAV, Disabled American Veterans, provides a lifetime of support and services for all the men and women of all generations. And we, we, we um, offer benefits advocacy, um, voluntary service initiatives, We're always looking for volunteers, legislative uh, initiatives, um, uh, services for all the men and women who served and their family members. You were uh, a native of Waco, Texas, huh? Wow. Does that happen? Uh, anything went on there with you? I understand you were medically discharged in 2003. Uh, what happened? How would you get injured? I was injured in, a, in an accident um, while performing my duties as a Marine, and uh, upon my retirement from the Marine Corps, I was uh, um, I went back home and started a career as a National Service Officer at the DAV National Service Office in Waco, Texas, and worked in different locations all throughout the country until I landed in this role about 10 years ago. Wow. So uh, you're the National Voluntary Services Director. We're talking with John uh, Kleindienst. He is responsible for a core of DAV volunteers. How do we find out about volunteer opportunities here in the Florida area? You can check out our website at volunteerforveterans.org and learn more about the services and programs we have as a voluntary services department. I would ask your listeners to uh, consider becoming a DAV transportation network driver. We have a very robust program in the state of Florida that provides free rides for veterans to and from their medical appointments. Oh, perfect. I love that. And this transportation network, you think, needs some drivers? Is that what you're telling me? 
Yes, we can always use drivers. Those, those, those volunteers who operate those vehicles uh, offer a lifeline of support for veterans to get to their medical appointments for the, for the medical care that they've earned as a result of their military service. I see. Now, uh, can you give me maybe a veteran story whose life was changed by these volunteers? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, we have a we had a, uh, a student driver in the Nashville, Tennessee area. He was going to medical school there, and in between classes, he decided he wanted to find a way to volunteer. And some of the veterans that he was picking up, taking to their medical appointments, asked, you know, how long he'd been volunteering, how much time uh, does he dedicate to that? And he told them, you know, I just dedicate a, a couple hours in between classes to do this. And all the stories from the veterans he's transported just tell me how they tell me how remarkable it is to see a student volunteer uh, car carving out some time in his day in between classes to provide them with the free ride the free rides uh, for their access to medical care. So uh, that's just one story of many of, of, of volunteers and veterans who've shared their, their pleasure with us about our programs and services DAV has to offer. So what do you think this driver who was uh, going to medical school, what do you think he got out of volunteering? Uh, it, he, he indicated to me that uh, he, he wanted to continue with medical school because of how much he values helping others. And it's a benefit both ways. It benefits the veterans and it benefits our volunteers. And that's just one story of, of, of a lot that I've heard of. You know, we had another young student volunteer who was um, uh, won one of our scholarships that we offer. And uh, she was so inspired by the stories of the veterans that she was helping while volunteering at the Little Rock, Arkansas VA, she decided to serve herself and now is in the U.S. Army serving as a medic. Ooh, ah, I love that. So um, we talked about a little bit, but not touched on it as much as I'd like to. And that is the decreasing numbers of volunteers. Mostly I'm thinking pandemic related, but how's that impacted your program? Not only that, but veterans who are in need. Yes, we did see a decline due to the pandemic of volunteers and some, because of some of the programs were suspended across the country in a, in a COVID protocol. But what we're seeing today is an increase in, in people coming on to volunteer again as we're getting to back to some sense of normalcy. Um, but I will say this to your listeners, that those while the world was supposedly shut down as a result of COVID, our volunteer drivers remained steadfast and committed to the veterans they serve. So those veterans who needed the most critical care, such as dialysis therapy, radiation, chemotherapy, those volunteers made sure those veterans got to those appointments and back home safely. So I'm proud to report to your listeners and to everyone that, you know, while the world thought we were at a standstill, DAV volunteers were still out on the road transporting veterans to and from their medical appointments. We're talking to the National Voluntary Services Director, John Kleinsteitz. I'll get it right. <laughs> I messed it up that time. Um, but he's responsible for a core of these DAV volunteers, auxiliary volunteers. And you mentioned something about a scholarship program for young people who volunteer with DAV. Is there more information you can give us? Sure. We, we offer 10 scholarships valued at $110,000, top scholarships $30,000, and our lowest scholarships $5,000. If, if a young adult, 21 years of age or younger, has volunteered 100 hours on behalf of DAV, he or she is then eligible for our scholarship, and they can learn more about, about our scholarships in, by going to davscholarships.org. 
Ah, perfect. So someone wants to volunteer, say maybe me. Where do I go to sign up? And if I'm going to be a driver, what kind of requirements do I need to know about? You can go to volunteerforveterans.org to sign up to become a DAV volunteer. The requirements to be a DAV volunteer driver are, are very simple. You have to be 21 years of age or older, possess a valid driver's license, be insurable, and pass a basic physical that would be conducted at the VA Medical Center where you're going to uh, base your uh, volunteerism out of. Wow. Okay, that's not so bad, is it? Hey, tell me about the Disabled Veterans Golf Clinic that you guys hold every year. Yeah, it's a, it's a wonderful event. We hold it. We, we do that event in partnership with the Iowa City VA Medical Center. We, we put on an event and, and just south of Iowa City, and we bring in 300 seriously injured veterans from all across the country. Most of them are visually impaired and introduce them into golf and other adaptive sports to broaden, broaden their, uh, to broaden their horizons and, and educate them on uh, how we can overcome whatever physical disability that they have as a result of the military service. I understand there's also bowling. That's got to be fun. Yes, we, we do offer bowling, horseback therapy, kayaking. Uh, again, we adapt to whatever the individual's injury or disabilities are and ensure they have the opportunity to participate in all those adaptive sports. What a great program. Uh, tell us a little bit about the National Disabled Veterans Winter Sports Clinic. Again, another wonderful event that we do in partnership with the VA. Uh, the Winter Sports Clinic takes place in Stonemass, Colorado. We just finished that event at the end of March. Um, it is an event where we bring in almost 400 severely injured veterans from all across the country. We had 42 different states represented this year, and we had uh, 315 veteran participants and uh, two that were on active duty. Uh, so it's a, it's a wonderful event that we do in partnership, and again, um, we ensure that these veterans are adapted to whatever their injuries are and ensure they all have the opportunity to experience adaptive sports, uh, skiing, um, sled hockey, scuba diving, oh. and snowmobiling, just to name a few. That's pretty cool stuff. We're talking with John Kleinstens. I think I got it right that time. Um, and you guys have worked, you've worked together with the DAV for a long time. How, how did you end up coordinating yourself into Disabled Vet Service? I know you were hurt, but what made you lean that direction? So when I returned to my hometown of Waco, Texas, I went to the DAV, Disabled American Veterans National Service Office in Waco, Texas, looking to better understand the benefits I might have been entitled to as a result of my military service. And in talking with the National Service Officer, I asked him, I said, hey, how do I get this opportunity to do what you're doing? Because it, I think it's really cool that you're continuing to help veterans after your military service. And I, I tell everybody, I just stumbled into the job, un, unbeknownst to me, and it's been a wonderful 20-plus year uh, career with DAV, Disabled American Veterans, and continuing to help my fellow brother and sisters in arms uh, ensure they get the benefits they're entitled to as a result of their military service. Perfect. One more time, throw out the information on volunteers and also the scholarships available by DAV. Yes, if you're interested in volunteering for DAV, go to DAV, volunteerforveterans.org. Or if you're interested in our scholarship program, you can go to DAVScholarships.org to learn more about both programs. Thank you for your time today. You got it. Thank you. U.S. Marine Corps veteran, DAV National Voluntary Service Director, John Kleinsdienst. Thank you so much for helping us out, and we'll get some more people to help you out. 
You're listening to the Florida Roundtable with Melissa Fox on the Florida Talk and Entertainment. If you're a diabetic, we have great news. You can end the painful finger sticks with a new CGM. Plus, they may be covered by Medicare, Medicaid, or private insurance. If you test and inject daily, you may qualify. Call U.S. Med now to learn more. 800-513-1652. 800-513-1652. That's 800-513-1652. Worried about losing your Medicaid benefits once the public health emergency ends? Don't panic. Affordable options are available through the Federal Health Insurance Marketplace. You don't have to try to figure this out on your own. There are certified health insurance navigators available to help you and your family find the right coverage. There's no obligation and it's free. Visit CoveringFlorida.org and secure your health coverage today. That's CoveringFlorida.org or call 877-813-9115. It's a first day of the first grade and she found a new best friend it's a layback sunday afternoon you wish would never end the homemade taste of bluebell and good friends gathered round the good old days are being made right now your taste buds will be best buds with dr pepper float ice cream from bluebell the rich taste of creamy vanilla ice cream swirled together with the one-of-a-kind flavor of delicious Dr. Pepper. Treat yourself to a pint or half gallon today. The good old days are being made right now. The good old days are being made right now. Look for Bluebell ice cream at your local grocer and pick up your favorite flavor today. Shortness of breath, patients confused, temp 102. He just had an infection. What's going on? It's becoming septic. Antibiotics started. Bed ready, let's move him. Infections can lead to a deadly chain reaction in your body called sepsis. Very quickly, sepsis can cause tissue damage, organ failure, and even death. If you know the risks, can spot the symptoms, and act fast, then you can get ahead of sepsis. Learn more at cdc.gov sepsis. My muscles ached. I was tired all the time. My son had a full-blown asthma attack. It came out of nowhere. The unsettling thing about some symptoms is... I had a fever and these terrible headaches. You don't always know what's causing them. It was Lyme disease from a tick bite. I had Zika virus from a mosquito. He had a reaction to cockroach allergens. Threats to your health can come from unexpected places. Get the facts. Visit pestworld.org. A public service message from the National Pest Management Association. You've been listening to the Florida Roundtable with Melissa Fox, a news and public affairs presentation of the Florida News Network. The views and opinions expressed during this program are those of the participants and do not necessarily reflect the views of this station management, owners, or sponsors. For questions or concerns, contact Florida Roundtable at fnnonline.net.